Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, I hope you're having a fantastic time. If you're driving a car, please be careful. If you're gonna go to sleep, this one actually might be a good one. And if you're just waking up in the morning, this one will definitely be a good one. This is episode number 692 of the End of Fight podcast. Yes, I'm getting ever closer to 700. Who should we have on for 700? I need a special guest. Should it be you? Could it be you? Have you got something to share with me? I'd love to hear from you. Anyone who wants to come on the show, by the way, please just ask me. Send me an email, ms at innerfight.com. I would really love to hear from you. The way that I actually get most of my guests, people often ask me, how do you get your guests? To be honest, most of the time, people suggest other people. But not many people. Let me think about it. Actually, only a handful of people suggest themselves, which is a bit weird, to be honest, because I actually genuinely believe that everyone has a story to tell, and I could ask questions and listen to anyone. And honestly, if you're not very good, I'll make it something good. Anyway, I will stop rambling. If you do want to come on the show, though, please do message me. And those of you that do send me emails or messages with guest ideas. Thank you. Please keep them coming. This is 692. I'm going to be talking about morning rituals versus evening rituals. This one I'm super interested in. And it's a topic that, well, it's a topic that I came to focus on for two reasons. The first reason is, is that everyone talks about morning rituals. How do you start the day? There's a book by a gentleman who, it, it was actually a quite famous book, and I think it's either called, I think it's called Make Your Bed. And it's the American Lieutenant Colonel, he's pretty big cheese. And he starts with winning the day, making the bed in the morning. And someone actually gave me that book when I was recovering from my crash in 2018. I read it and I was like, yeah, morning rituals are super important. And since then, we've obviously, you know, we hear a lot about morning rituals, how it sets us up for the day, how it kicks us off on the right tone. And I definitely don't want to. I'm actually going to spend quite a lot of time dwelling on or talking about morning rituals as well as nighttime routines and rituals because I think that the evening rituals are something that are somewhat forgotten for a lot of us or we don't give them the attention that they perhaps deserve and we sometimes I think we pass a on the fact that your evening rituals may be and this is sort of the second point of recording the shows I was getting a lot of people asking me about their sleep and Evening rituals are setting us up for good sleep, ladies and gentlemen. That is absolutely guaranteed. So if you're struggling with poor sleep, it could be what you are doing in the hours leading up to actually going to bed. So therefore your evening rituals. The more I say rituals, the more I actually feel that it's more of a, I don't know, is it a spiritual word, rituals? Seems it. If you're not into that, call it routine. However, I actually believe that a certain amount of our morning routine stroke rituals and our evening routine stroke rituals are, do actually have a certain amount of spiritual attachment to it. It keeps our body and mind all connected, which is the spiritual sign. I digress, 
let's get back to the point in question before people start messaging me about spiritual stuff and I don't want to get my Ouija board out quite yet. Anyway, let's focus a little bit on the morning rituals. Let's go through what I think is good, what's worked for me and some ideas that I think, by the way, there's no other guest on today. It's just me. 30, 40 minutes, just me talking about this topic. Just in case you're waiting for me to introduce someone, that's definitely not going to happen. This is me. This is you. Sit down, stay cool. Or even if you're out running, walking in the gym, you shouldn't be listening to music in the gym. Anyway, or you could, shouldn't be listening to me in the gym, you should be focused on the gym. This is just me today. Morning versus evening. So first thing I do, and those of you that follow me for a while or follow the show for a while will know that I'm a little bit of a stickler for time management. And therefore, I basically set my alarm, I set all my meetings, I want to be early, I want to be on time, I just don't want to be late. And therefore, the easiest way to be on time is obviously to be early. And a few years ago now, I started setting my alarm one minute before the time I'd wake up. And Holly laughs at me, which is fine, I'm good with that. But I just feel that it gives me an edge in two ways. Firstly, I know that I'm going to get up for it. I know that I'm going to get up anyway, but I just know one minute before, 4.29, as soon as it goes off, I'm going to get up. That is absolutely guaranteed. And secondly, and this is, you could say this is just a little bit wanky, but it makes me feel better. And sometimes, guys, I think we should do more of what just makes us feel better, as long as it's good for your health, is it makes me feel I'm ahead of everyone else. Because I know that there's people getting up at 4.30 in the world, getting after it, but I'm up one minute early. So set your alarm. And then when you're in the settings of your alarm, turn off the snooze option. This is the problem. If you're giving yourself the option to snooze, then I think you're already setting yourself up for failure. So an alarm time, preferably one minute early. If it's not, that's cool. If you think I'm full of shit, that's okay as well. But turn off the snooze and make a pact with yourself, with me, with whoever you're with right now, that if you want to, what we'd say, win the day and nail your morning ritual, you are not going to nail it through pressing snooze. Now, you might be saying, well, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I actually feel super tired and that's why I'm snoozing. There's a reason why you feel super tired and that's related to your evening ritual, which I'm going to come back to. The second reason why you actually press snooze, in my opinion, is because you're not super excited about what you're getting up to do. If you're not super excited about the job that you're in and you may be working to make it better, that's fine. But let's make this first 30 minutes to 60 minutes of your day as good as it can be. So alarm goes off, don't press snooze. If you sleep with someone next to someone, most of the time, wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, please roll over, give them a kiss, tell them you love them, and then get out of the bed. I think that's quite important. I think it sits off on a good foot. If they turn around and they basically hit you in the face or something, then maybe we'd try to adjust that slightly. But I think that's a nice way to kick off the day. Obviously, guys, I'm not gonna tell you what to do in the bathroom, but please do brush your teeth and clear out your bowels. That's really important as well, first thing in the morning. You can do that either before or after. I'm not really that <laughs> caught up on when you have a shit in the morning, to be honest. But the next thing, or the first thing, when you get out of the bed, Honestly, and I speak about this a lot and people I think pass it off is get some water inside your body This is going to help you on Basically on 
two different levels. Firstly, it's going to break your fast that you've been having, and it's also gonna start your water intake for the day, so start your hydration. Remember, you've probably been in bed for, hopefully for about eight hours, you haven't drunk, so you need some water in your body. There's also then other things that can be taken in at that time. A green supplement is great for when you're breaking your fast, just a natural green supplement works super well as well. And the next thing that I will do, and this is personal, some people wait till later in the day for their coffee, but I will always put on the kettle and I will make a coffee. I like having a coffee in the morning because of what comes next. When that coffee is ready, then it's time for most days, 15 to 20 minutes of essentially what I call me time. And I think this is one of the biggest things that's missed right now in the world is just a little bit of time to work on yourself. Lots of people use a load of different tools, which I'll share a couple here. I'm, I just want you to find out what's good for you. If you find any of these tools sort of talking about them resonate with you, then you know go ahead and try them. Some of them will, some of them won't. As I always say, try some of the stuff that I speak about. If it works good, if not, then maybe it's just not for you. Not everything is for everyone. One thing that a lot of people have been using and people talk about a lot is the rise of apps such as Headspace, such as Calm, that are meditation apps. And most of them are, you know, the daily meditation could be, it's a guided meditation, could be around 10 minutes in the morning. That would be something super cool to work on yourself. It's just a little bit of breathing technique, a little bit of just relaxation and, and working on your thoughts and, and getting things aligned for the day sort of ad, as meditation is. It's not all freaky and gee, there's spirituality coming through this show in a number of different ways. It's not all weird if you're a little bit unsure about that stuff. Actually, I've used the Calm app quite a bit just to test it so then I could advise people on it because a lot of people were coming to me and saying, you know, I'm using this and I, it's, it's hard for me to say if it's good or bad if I haven't tried it. So I've, I've used Calm for a bit, works, Super nice, makes you feel really relaxed. Just wasn't my go-to morning ritual. or I, I just didn't find it nice in, in the morning. So, but you've got this 20 minute window. You, you, you've woken up on time, hopped out of bed, and you've now got this 20 minute window, which I just encourage you all to do, no matter how early you wake up. Like for example, this morning I was up at, I was up at 4.29 because I knew I needed to leave the house by five or I wanted to leave the house by five. So, they, I give myself this half an hour to you know, get my bits of admin done and then have 20 minutes on my own. And I just encourage you all to work back from that number so that you actually get that time. So 4.30 wake up means 8.30 go to bed because I wanna leave at five. So that's really important within your morning planning and again, I'll come to it, your evening rituals as well. Other things you can do in that block is just spend some time reading. It could be a book that you're you're reading. There, some people like to they they have a reading goal of X amount of pages or X amount of time reading per day. This is a great time as well for things like journaling. Journaling. If you have a journal, if you journal, if you spend some time in reflection, sometimes in the morning, it's a great time to. A lot of people set affirmations for the day. Today is going to be this. Today I'm going to do this and, you know, set out your stall for the day. I think that's that works for, for a lot of people first thing in the morning. I encourage people to, yes, this morning time, this 20 minutes in the morning might be a good time for you to catch up on, on world news, 
if you feel that you can handle it in a positive way. I think for a lot of people, and we've seen this definitely over the last year, attacking the news or, or getting involved in, in news, in social media, in emails, in messaging, they're definitely things that I would stay away from in the first 10 minutes, if it's a 20 minute window. I will always read the news, but I would all, I, I always read the news in like the last five minutes of that window. So that, you know, I've checked in on the news for the day. I don't spend more than five to 10 minutes in a day on the news. Maybe I should spend a little bit more, but uh, I, I don't think it should be the first thing that we look at getting involved in when we wake up in the morning. I think there's better things. And, and on that list of well, as well of things that we should probably stay away from in the first 20 minutes or so is definitely social media and anything that's going to cause us a certain amount of stress, anxiety, be it conscious or subconsciously. And these are things like WhatsApp messages, direct messaging, email, social media, if you if you don't have a hang on your social media, and maybe we'll do a whole other show on, on getting a hang on your social media so that it actually impacts you positively rather than negatively. I'm actually just gonna make a note on that right now because that I think that's a, a good show. Um, so using social media positively. So I would stay away from that in that time. Some mornings I'll just sit and you can also use this to make your body feel better. So I'd sit either cross-legged or in a, in a straddle stretch position just on my yoga mat because the floor's too hard, it hurts my bones. And I'll just sit there and, and drink my coffee. I'll be drinking my coffee whilst I'm doing these things, which for me is mainly reading, reading different articles. Uh, I use a, an app called Pocket and they always are sending different articles based on my algorithm. So they know exactly what I like to read. So I'll just go into the Pocket app and I won't read anything too intense first thing in the morning. So I'm not trying to figure out sort of the next boom or, or dip in an economy or anything like that. But something that's a little bit interest me i might spend five or ten minutes on that the good thing about the pocket app as well whilst i'm on it is it tells you the average which a lot of these apps do right now or a lot of um, websites do right now is they tell you how long it will take to read a certain article so i'll be like right i know i don't want to read for more than about eight or nine minutes so i won't pick an article that's that's longer than that and this is just obviously for, for a lot of people it's like well that's common sense but sometimes we start reading an article that 20 minutes can go too long bearing in mind that i've got 30 minute window to get through my my morning routine and get out the door and i never ever want it to feel rushed because then I'm not in this nice relaxed state because obviously what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to set myself up. I'm trying to get you guys set up for the day in a in as positive and relaxed state as you can be. And that's why we're trying to have positive influences first thing so that we're programming the mind in a positive way from the moment that you wake up. Other things that you might do sometimes I'll be sat cross-legged on my yoga mat and literally just having my coffee and just looking into space and just thinking about the day ahead what have I got on and this is setting I think more rather than journaling and writing down your affirmations this for me is is setting I would say more mental affirmations so I'm like okay yeah I'm looking forward to seeing I'm looking forward to recording this podcast this morning and I've already made notes on it because I'm well prepared for it 
but I'm just going over what I'm gonna say into the mic sat in this room on my own, which yes, for those of you that asked, is quite weird and takes a lot of practice, especially if you want to avoid saying um and ah uh, mm, a lot. Anyway, those are the types of things. So just looking into space, drinking my coffee, and one of the good things actually I found, and, and this is not, this will not work for everyone, but my limit of sat, sitting cross-legged on quite a thin yoga mat on a concrete floor or a tiled floor is about 20 minutes. So normally when I'm starting to feel a little bit stiff, especially if I'm training a lot, normally when I'm starting to feel a little bit stiff, that is the time to check, yeah, my 20 minutes is, is over or it's a few minutes to five, I now need to leave. But there are all these different tools that you could use within that time. Some people might want to listen to a podcast, some people, this morning actually for, for about five minutes because I'm reading a, or I'm listening to a really interesting book at the moment. So I just listened to five minutes of Audible because I was excited to listen to it, you know, and, and, and that is, that's just setting me up and, and give me some great thoughts for the day. And I actually continued to listen to that audiobook in my car as well. So the main, the bottom line is, is are you doing something within the first half an hour of your day that is positively impacting you for the day ahead? Is it getting you in the right frame of mind? Is it forcing you to have positive versus negative thoughts? There are a lot of things that could be forcing you to have negative thoughts. If you are having issues with social media, if you are following the news too closely, please do stay away from those things. This is your 30 minutes in the morning to set yourself up for the day. Those things are still gonna be there later and we can address them. But as you guys probably know, kicking the day off on a positive note, fueling your mind, training the mind muscle, and that's basically what we're doing here. We're, the, the mind is a muscle, the brain is a muscle, and we're training it in a positive way as soon as we wake up. And there's a lot of different people that talk about morning routines and rituals. They back it up with, you know, with all sorts of quotes, science, be whatever it is. But I think we all would agree that having a solid morning ritual, not feeling things like rushed or that you've had bad news first thing in the morning, I think is something that is definitely creates a massive positive impact on our mindset from for that day. And you can test this out. If you don't believe me, work with my half an hour window or, or put your window however you want. It could be 20 minutes. I, I definitely don't suggest that it's less than 20 minutes, but create a window with some activities that are a little bit different from your norm. Do it for a week. Make mental notes or physical notes how you feel in that week. And that's a really important thing, just to check in on the benefits of what you're doing and on the feelings surrounding what you're doing. And then go back to, you know, literally falling out of bed, rushing downstairs, forgetting half of your shit and getting in the car and going to the gym and see what the difference is. I'm gonna park morning rituals for now. And I wanna look at something that I mentioned, well, I wanna look at evening rituals. And something I mentioned earlier is I hear a lot of people saying to me, I press snooze because I'm tired. I can't wake up because I don't go to bed. And this is what really got me thinking about this show is, or this topic is, we're all talking about morning rituals, but for the morning to happen, 
And someone could say, you could say it's a vicious cycle and maybe it is, but let's try and address it in a proactive way. For the morning to happen, we need you to get to bed on time. Legit, you're gonna press snooze or you're gonna wanna press snooze if you've only been in bed for half an hour, 40 minutes. You're not gonna wanna wake up or get out of bed and spend some time reading if you're still absolutely knackered. It's obvious and that is, you could have the best morning routine ever, but if you're waking up super tired because you're not able to sleep or you're not getting to sleep or there's some issues surrounding your sleep, then I'm sure that the impact, the positive impact on that morning ritual, morning routine is gonna be pretty substantially reduced. So what can you do to prepare better for bed? And I'm coming at this, I'm trying to speak to as many people at pos as possible at once, knowing that everyone has different stresses in life. I think there is a generic guideline of things that we can do and we should do in order to be better prepared for our bed. This actually starts probably just after, well, it starts with scheduling first up. And it starts with what you're putting into your schedule. Looking at your week before the week has begun, I think is super important. If you have an early morning workout to get to on Wednesday morning, I think it's a little bit counterintuitive to plan to be late either at work or on a social function on a Tuesday evening because you're not going to be well rested. You're going to be sacrificing on your sleep. Therefore, your morning ritual is probably going to go out the window. Therefore, your day is not going to, and it's a whole vicious cycle. So on a macro level, we really need to step back and plan our weeks and our days and our activities in a really proactive way if we believe that sleep is related to having a good evening ritual and a good morning ritual is related to having a great day. Which hopefully, because you guys listen to the show, you, we share some of the same beliefs and you believe that it is. So then on the day itself, so we planned the week is number one. Then on the day itself, I believe that your evening routine or ritual actually starts probably just after lunch or mid-afternoon. It starts with what you're putting in your body. I see people drinking coffee at four o'clock in the afternoon, five o'clock in the afternoon. The effect of that caffeine actually will last. And a lot of people say, oh, coffee doesn't really affect me. It doesn't keep me awake. It affects you. It's a stimulant. It affects you. Let's not get into an argument about it. It affects you. So we wanna reduce the intake of things like caffeine, food that have a lot of additives, preservatives, sugars, all of that stuff, literally from after lunch. And think about this, I'll give you a simple example. You go out to dinner, you overeat, you have the bread basket, you eat too much, you eat dessert, maybe you have a few alcoholic drinks, how do you sleep? Terribly is what you're answering right now, absolutely terribly. So yes, there is a direct relationship between what you put in your body and how you sleep. If you wanna have good sleep, 
And therefore, you want to wake up and be able to indulge in these great morning rituals that all of these motivational guys are talking about, then you 100% need to, you should be controlling your food the whole day, but you need to have cutoffs for things like caffeine and you need to be aware of the ingredients that you're putting in your body in whole day anyway, but more so as it comes towards the evening. Secondly, think about the activities that you're doing close to the evening. What are they doing and how are they stimulating you? And this is on a number of levels. This could be anything, and this doesn't do our nighttime classes many favors, but actually our nighttime classes finish relatively early. I still see fitness classes going on at 9 p.m. and, and 10 p.m. But physical activity and the body's ability to calm down after that physical activity needs a certain cutoff as well. You need a couple of hours, ideally, between finishing your workout, and, and this depends a little bit on the intensity of it, Obviously something that's a little bit lower impact, like a, a, a simple mindfulness yoga session could be done a little bit later and actually could even be done as part of your wind down, stroke, go to bed. Uh, uh, there we go. Stroke, go to bed routine. However, a super high intense CrossFit workout at 9 p.m. and expecting to be asleep by 10.15, I don't think that's gonna work. We could also look at things like sundown as a point to detox in a number of different ways. We want to be wrapping things up by sundown. Essentially, we're, and this is where we have to look back, we work quite similar to a lot of the animals and we work based on the circadian rhythm. So as the sun goes down, we should be looking to, as animals do, we should be looking to have our, our meals and this is, I know in the UK and, and in a lot of places in Europe, especially right now or, or a couple of months back anyway, this is a little bit easier said than done or, or in, in practice it's very hard to do because you'd be eating your dinner and going to sleep at three o'clock in the afternoon. But we need to be looking at that sundown time and trying to get rid of a lot of what's going on. So laptops should be shut. And this leads into a whole tech detox, which I'm gonna go into next. And we should just be winding down for the evening, whether it's in our homes or, and, and starting to have our dinner, being with family, and just using sundown time as a time to almost be indoors. Now, that's not possible for absolutely everyone in, in, in all countries, as I said, even in, in this country in Dubai, sometimes a little bit of stress, but the closer you can be having that detox and moving things out or, or, or shutting things off for the day around that sun sundown time and also eating around that time as well, you're actually gonna have, you're gonna feel a massive benefit. Moving into tech detox, I wanna give an example here. and. I'm sure I was speaking on a show last week about this. Like, think back to the days, and our our audience on the show is 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 not super young. There, a lot of you around around my age. Some of you are a little bit older. Yes, we have some younger people that this might not resonate with. But I remember when I was working at Adidas, and literally five five thirty would come. Everyone would, and yeah, this was the thing close down your desktop, which would mean you actually, rather than laptops now, which we just shut the lid on, 
you actually close down your desktop, which is not transportable. Desktop computer, you don't put in your briefcase and, and take home, and you'd, you'd walk out of the office. Now, obviously, things have changed slightly, but what we want to try and ensure that we have is this disconnection with work and with our day. Everything is currently merging into one. And if you think about this, I was saying stay away from email, maybe messaging first thing in the morning. If you are up early, five o'clock, six o'clock, no matter what it is, and you're there, you're checking your emails, you're, you're starting to work at that time, and you're not cutting things off when you leave the office or at a point in the day, then actually you're working the whole time. And that is when work takes over people's lives. And again, I know it's a broad audience and a lot of people say, oh, I work on these timelines, I work on that timelines, and I'm good with all of that. What I just wanna ask you is, is your work and those timelines that you're almost forcing yourself or being forced to work under, is that affecting your health? What I'm trying to do in this show is I'm trying to give you the best tips to promote good health and for you to have a healthy and happy life. And sometimes this is where it comes to a point where actually we have to review people's current employment or the demands of their employment in order to, something's gotta give. We can't do absolutely everything. You can't have a good morning ritual if you're waking up and the expectation from your, from your boss is that you're on email from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. So we need to make sure that we get that disconnection from the office. What we then also need to address is if we're getting a disconnection from one form of tech, are we reconnecting on other forms of tech? And it could be very normal that you probably, you might not read the news much during the day, you might not read social media during the day. So you'll read that maybe when you get home, but there needs to be a certain amount of discipline around it. And you also need to understand how reading the news, how indulging in social media is stimulating the mind. Essentially what we're trying to do with an evening ritual is bring down all or as much of the mental stimulation as we can. We're trying to calm the brain down. We're trying to calm the nervous system down. So if you're going on social media at night and you're feeling anger, all of these different things that come from social media that I'm gonna talk about in that social media show that I'm gonna do. If you're feeling all these things, then the brain is not calm. And I actually had this conversation the other day with Holly, is that sometimes through Instagram, I actually just look at some really amazing pictures which massively inspire me. They make me feel amazing, they make me feel energized, they make me feel happy, I don't, I generally don't read too much into people's posts, comments, and stuff like that. So there is actually a positive side of, of using social media and, and things like Instagram, but I know a lot of people are suffering from it. I know a lot of people will read the news late at night and then they'll be up worrying about it. So what we're trying to do here is we're trying to, we're trying to clear out all of the activities and the behaviors that are causing stimulation 
of the body and the mind so that we're in more of a, go back to our spiritual, more of a Zen state in the hours leading up to when we go to sleep. We should also, if we're organized with our calendar, we also know before we leave the office to get home that day, we also know what time we need to go to bed because we also we already know when our first meeting is the following day or our first appointment. And if it's at gym at 6.30, you need to leave the house at six. We need to be up at 5.30, eight hours sleep. And the eight hours, some people have, have very ably proved that seven is fantastic, works with them. They've done some great tests. I'm not here to tell you exactly how many hours you need to sleep. You also need to figure that out pretty much for yourself. Some people need nine. But if you wanna be up at 5.30 and you're an eight hour man or lady, then we need to be in bed at 9.30. So we know how much time we've got. 9.30 is your bedtime. I would like to see at least a 90 minute tech detox cutoff before that. There's also all the research around the blue light that comes in that affects our melatonin, which you can counteract with blue light blocking glasses. That's not a bad option if you do feel that you want to spend, have some screen time because you don't feel a super negative effect on it. As I said, maybe you use Instagram for, it makes you happy what looking at Instagram or, or certain social media apps. But at the same time, I would want us to be off those sort of devices or, or looking at that and creating that stimulation at least sort of 90 minutes before bed. So, this sort of begs the question, well, what will I actually do in that time? Well, if you think about it, you don't really have that much time to, to fill. We're talking about maybe 90 minutes of which hopefully 20 or 30, I'll go back to dishing up my hygiene advice, goes to you know having a shower, brushing your teeth, putting on your moisturizer, eye cream, anti-aging. Oh, are we still recording? Yeah, I use that stuff. Well, not as much as Holly tells me I should do. <laughs> anyway, I'll crack on. What can you do in this time? Now, some of these things might actually, of course, cause some mental stimulation, but some conversation with, with loved ones, with people that you live with, if you don't live with people, then that one's out the window. Reading books that maybe are not causing too much mental stimulation. And by this, I mean, and this is more through through my own experiences, I won't read at night like a, a, a business book where I'm trying to learn something that I can implement within the business or a, a theoretical training book if I'm looking at ways to expand my, my, my training knowledge because that causes for me a great amount of mental stimulation. And also, to be honest guys, by the time I get to that book, I'm absolutely shattered anyway. So you end up reading like three or four pages trying to figure it out, you can't, your brain's all over the place and you anyway have to go and read it the next day. So I'll always stay away from, from books that cause too much stimulation, but more just books that make you relax, again, make you happy. Right now I'm reading a book that Tom actually gave me for Christmas, which is best places to run on earth. And, and they're really short, snippet so I can read two or three a night, works really well, makes me happy, doesn't stimulate my brain too much, and you know, I, I can go to bed in a, in a nice mental state. Other things, 
which one thing that I did during when I had COVID was we did jigsaws, obviously I had a lot of time. We did jigsaws. There's things that you can do that are less tech-based, less stressful, and will prepare you more for your evening rituals, for your evening, for your sleep. There's also things that people talk about, like after dinner, what you would drink. The old favorite, I think, is something like chamomile tea. And that actually could be a nice process for you as well, that it could aid digestion. Again, as everyone knows these days, there's certain things that yes, are science, and there's certain things that are massively challenged, but you sometimes lemon hot water is a nice, it'll help digestion for some people, not for everyone, and could also be a way to sort of calm you in that 30 to 60 minutes before you go to bed. Other people may like to use reflection at this time. Again, a pen and paper. How was the day? What did you enjoy? What didn't you enjoy? That's a nice bit of time working on self before you go to bed. And similar to what I put out there in the morning for the morning ritual, some people should be or are happy or are practicing forms of meditation forms of yoga in the evening because again they feel that that just calms their central nervous system down mentally makes them a lot calmer as well one of the things that i think is paramount here is that if you are struggling with sleep then you need to make some changes lots of people identify that they don't sleep or that they wake up not feeling refreshed but then continue the same activities. And this was a lot of the thought that I had and the motivation I had around putting this show together. If you want a different result, we know you have to make some changes. If you want to sleep better, if you want to wake up earlier, more refreshed, then you're going to have to make some changes. For some people, as I said, that could be as drastic as changing your job, which, guys, is not really that bad. It could also be not being on WhatsApp groups and chatting idly or watching stuff that's just totally not helping you. It could also be that you have potentially two devices. So all of your direct messaging, all of your business things could be on one device. And then you could have maybe your iPad that doesn't have so many apps or so many connectivity options for you that almost forces you just to use the tools that you've identified are helping you to sleep better. But if you are struggling with sleep, be it falling asleep, and there's two different, or two or three different ways that we're seeing people struggling with sleep right now and previously pre-COVID. One is falling asleep. Secondly is people are able to fall asleep for a certain amount of hours and then they wake up. And thirdly, is just people having generally quite poor sleep. So they'll fall asleep for a little while and then they'll wake up and then they'll fall asleep and then they'll wake up. If you want to impact those sleeping patterns, you need to make some changes. In the show, I've shared various different tools, ideas that I've used. Most of these, I think all of these actually, I've used personally. And also I've used a lot of them with clients with great success. But this is 
the way that I've done things and these are the things that work for me. And like I said, very close to the start of the show, is you have to go away and you have to experiment. Not absolutely everything that I've spoken about is gonna benefit everyone. We're all very, very different. But I'm pretty sure that most people, if you ask them and ask yourself this question right now, would I like to wake up every morning super energized? The answer would be yes. Would I like to go into the day in a great frame of mind? The answer would be yes. And the effect of this, guys, is that you just have a great day. Therefore, a morning ritual is important. But to wake up super energized, we need to have good sleep. And your evening ritual, the way that you plan your week, the time that you stop having coffee and bad food, stimulating food the day before, is having a massive impact on your sleep. Have a think about it. What's more important? I don't know. That's not for me to say. But I definitely feel that our evening rituals need as much attention as our morning rituals. And I really hope that by doing this show, some of you will make some changes which will have a massively positive impact on your life. Thanks a lot for listening. I shall be back next week. Probably not just me. I'll probably have a guest with me. And we'll talk about other things. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Sleep well. Wake up early. Life's good. <laughs>